War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It's Tuesday. It's May 10th. And this portion of the program, hey, it's great grilling weather, especially as the week goes on. This is actually going to turn into a nice weather week. You want to make sure. Do you have what type of grill? When's the last time you got a, a, a nice grill, whether it's a charcoal grill or a, uh, a gas grill? Whatever type of grill you have. Maybe it's time for a new grill. Stop it and see my friends. There they are. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV, 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Great selection on grills. You can also find them on Facebook. Family-run business. They've been in business since 1963. You deal directly with the owners. And remember, they'll match or beat any package deal when it comes to your appliances now they're open monday through friday from 10 to 5 but you can make an appointment for a saturday or for a sunday but especially this time of year what i like is you can just drive right up to the store you deal directly with the owner and you get yourself a nice grill and they have a beautiful selection all different kinds and makes and models stop it and see them jay's j apostrophe s broadway appliance and tv 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield well folks the fallout continues from the uh, op-ed piece i wrote about voting and it's it there was a lot of chatter about social media i think a lot of people are surprised now there's a new film out called 2000 mules and there's a couple things anything that draws attention and starts a conversation about our process of voting how it keeps evolving how they keep changing it i think it's positive now the film has come under fire a little bit um i know that the uh, maker of the film started criticizing because tucker carlson wouldn't talk about it and i also know that newsmax won't talk about it now it's my understanding that they both checked out the film and they were uncomfortable with some of the allegations that were made and because of some of the fallout from the whole uh, uh linwood rudy giuliani uh said all of the allegations from 2020 people are gun shy to get into a situation with someone making these wild claims now i i i've seen part of the film a, a problem they run into is anything that draws attention to ballot harvesting is is positive to me because a lot of people don't know about it i've learned about it um it's still relatively new the problem is one of the problems in rhode island is they want to keep opening it up and i want you to understand let's just say if i said to you do you think during the pandemic or just in general if there was someone who was disabled or an older person or what have you someone that has some problems would it would do you think it would would it be okay in your mind if a family member delivered their ballot now their vote so anyone would i think most normal people would say yeah no that's fine i don't have a problem with them well the problem is that's the way they explain it but then what happens is the campaigns hire people to go out now, not only do they, for instance, the Providence Journal reported that a campaign worker delivered, and this is something that I highlighted in my op-ed, 230 mail ballots went out, collected. Now, the Providence Journal described it as it's they got it from people requesting a mail ballot. But here's the here's the rub. Here's the real scheme. The real play here, the real sting, the real scheme, what they do is you register someone to vote now you have a person and as i've explained in the past that person may go back to the country they're from they may move you don't care you just have the information for for one person you build a file so what you then do is have that person request the mail ballot so not only do they say when they say people requesting mail ballot it's the campaigns that are activating that they don't have to go to the polls there's various reasons why people don't want to go to the polls a lot of times it's because they're not supposed to be voting in the first place but here's what you need to know no one is turned away from voting when you want to register to vote you're immediately put on the voter rolls that's a problem secretary of state nelly gorbea they don't keep track of how many people get rejected from the voter rolls i'd be very curious to hear that number because the answer is zero 
Now, they say, well, in order to get on the voter rolls, you have to sign a pledge, and it's through penalty of perjury. It's a very severe charge. It's a felony if you check off that you are a Rhode Island citizen and an American citizen. Folks, as I've explained to you, in the past 25 years, could be longer, but I just know in the past 25 years, not one person has been charged under that. So it has no teeth. The real truth is there's no mechanism to check it. So no one checks it. Now, the former head of the Board of Elections admitted on social media that they don't even ask about the citizenship part at the Board of Elections, which goes to what I have been telling you. And that is there are illegals on the voter rolls who are voting in Rhode Island. They were placed there. They're registered by the campaigns, campaign workers. They have their you know names, addresses. And now think of this, as I've explained in the past, 40,000. I know these numbers seem high, but it can all be documented. 40,000 illegals, were more than that actually, were registered in the Rhode Island census in 2020. Through Governor Gina Raimondo, they spent a million and a half dollars. 40,000 illegals filled out the census. And it is my belief, and there's no, nothing to tell me differently, that those people ended up on the voter rolls. So that's just, I mean, that's just that we know about. 40,000. Now, you can also do the math. In, in this special, if you want to see what I'm talking about, you can go to the website, dipetro.com. Or you can go to my Facebook page. The op-ed was published in yesterday's Providence Journal, and people are still reacting to it. It's all all mapped out. And the thing about it was I used the Providence Journal's own articles to document and back it up. But just do the math. So there was a special election in Newport. It was August of 2017. And the now state senator, Dawn Hoyer, so they paid this girl $17 a vote. You go out, I'll give you 17 bucks for every vote you get. So she collected 230 votes for her, right? And then they paid her $4,000. But here's the thing. If you use that formula, and there's no reason not to use the formula, right? You pay $17 a vote for 800, no, for 1 million, for 1 million, you can get 58,000 votes. Now, you might be able to get them even lower, meaning $15 a vote. Or maybe they want the really good ones say, no, I'll get them, but I want 20 bucks a vote. But either way, that's why you don't see anyone on television. Notice the only person that's up on TV is the new person in from out of town that doesn't know how the, the, the game is played. It's like a shell game. Notice that? Everyone's saying, where's Helena Folks? How come she's not on TV? Well, here's the thing. So you run an ad on television, right? And... Maybe people see it, and maybe they say, hey, I like that person, and I'm going to go out and vote for that person. It's possible. That's the nature of it. But the new game scam that they run is it's all ground game, and you pay per vote. You want guaranteed results. You don't want to take the chance. Maybe someone wasn't watching television. Maybe they got up and went to get something out of the kitchen. Maybe they turned the channel. Maybe, maybe whatever. Maybe they didn't go, and maybe they didn't connect you to vote. But whatever it is. But instead, someone says, if I take one million, I'm guaranteed at least 58 to 60,000 votes. Guaranteed. Somewhere in that ballpark. So would you rather do that or would you hope people see your commercial and then it motivates them to uh, vote for you? Now, none of this should be legal. Rhode Island should get rid of third-party handling a vote. Now, that uh, scenario I gave you, of the family member and so forth well now it's the campaign worker so they send the campaigns out campaign workers they register people to vote now you have someone then you say and we're going to request a mail ballot then they help them request a mail ballot they get the ballot for them they help them fill it out and then they collect it full service they get it to them and then they deliver it now do they put it in the mail of course not because then if they get caught at the very least, that's that's mail fraud. No, that's why they have all those drop boxes. Now, remember, before you do that, you either take a photo or you bring it back headquarters. You have to show them, here's the vote, because you want to get paid for it. So, But you do it in bulk. So you'll do it maybe, uh, you know, 500 ballots at a time. Boom, 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 maybe 100 at a time, whatever it is. Count them all up. Then you're going to get credit for that. They check it off. There's Harry. Okay, he's got his 100 votes. We owe him, 
you know, times $15, whatever it is, $17 a ballot. We got to make sure we pay him. That's how it's done. That needs to be eliminated. That's not an election. That's a ground game is what it is. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Wait till you see the selection they have. They were a full service. They are full scale, full service nursery, annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10, 12 inch moss baskets, hanging and patience. They have pansy and marigold bags, large selection, beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom, mulch are available, pickup and delivery mulch dark piney black hemlock crushed stone stop it and see them gift certificates are available they're open seven days a week they're located 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown they're the best pr landscape materials and garden center make sure you say by the way juan sent me you are listening to the john DePietro show folks you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website petro.com. Joining right now is one of my siblings. She's an independent opinion maker, columnist. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I want to start off with, um, you know, if you're Team Biden and you're looking for some areas for still stay positive, definitely you would think Massachusetts would be one of them. Um, let's talk about some recent polling that is out on President Biden and his approval rating. Yes, and, and great to be with you, John. Um, so this was a Boston Globe Suffolk University poll out in recent days. And it was very striking to me because not only does it show Biden is, as they say, a little bit underwater. You know, this was um, from a majority of Massachusetts registered voters. Now, when you think of mass, which is the highest percentage, I believe, of Democrat voters. Right. So it it didn't exactly split that out. But these are these are a lot of Democrats answering this right. poll. Biden comes in at 46% approval, which, you know, yeah, that's higher than what you're seeing in the larger national, but, but in Massachusetts to be what they'd call underwater, I mean, he's under 50%. And I thought that uh, some of these responses that they're getting from, you know, from people answering the poll, it's very revealing. Um, There's things like people are saying, they're, they're really feeling pinched by all the current conditions of the economy. And they're saying things like he's putting the social agenda over, you know, battling inflation for me and, and the gas prices, things like that. Um, other re- responses. Now, mind you, these were probably a lot of independent leaning, but Democrats saying things yep. like he's not the middle of the road centrist guy that a lot of that was presented as we've talked about in the campaign. You know, right. they're seeing that he is trying to, march toward whether it's, you know, seems to always want to talk about that policies, you know, everything is racist. And, you know, from the beginning and the day one of the year, when they got in, John, you and I know, they said, we're going to make equity where there's so much inequity is like the top center of everything we do. And I think that was actually a surprise to a lot of people that was right out of the gate. And also there, some of the replies, which is even more troubling for for team biden is they have you know sort of progressives saying things like well he hasn't done anything for like our side or our agenda so i i just thought it was a very interesting poll this is as blue a state as you're gonna get right right (laughs) so this is not a nuanced state so i think that's very revealing i think it's just a tip of the iceberg of of the problems they're facing and that, you know, and I have, you and I have talked about this. He's, this is the problem when you even have Massachusetts Democrats. They're seeing that he seems to swing back and forth yep. quite a bit between, am I trying to please the progressives today? Yeah. I'm moving back to the center next week. The, this is how they've managed him, if you will, and, and yep. managed this White House. So I just think that's very notable when, again, this is not, a, you could say, well, is half the state Republican? No, it's really not. So, you know, that's the kind of response you get. And the fact that, you know, these are, again, likely voters, a whole lot of them would have to be Democrats. And he's just at, you know, 46 percent right now. And he might have even had a slight uptick from I think he was lower than that, even in Massachusetts. 
you know, that that's kind of the quandary that they're in, John. Like, wh- who who is he fighting for? And it seems like neither constituency feels like he is delivering. You know, it's also uh, quite a, a contrast between you think Republican Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker is the most popular governor in the country. So you yeah. can't you can't just say, well, you know, it's a sour mood in the public and they're not, right. they're not sour on everyone. I think it is very telling. And Donna Perry, it also comes into, you know, whatever he initially planned to do, they they weren't planning on doing anything really international. And then you have the situation in in Ukraine. They're certainly not handling domestic. Now he's starting to see, you know, the stock market is starting to take a hit. And as, as people, as we know, you know, think of the past few years and people are riding high with their 401ks and everything else. You want to talk about like now starting to lose the elderly vote and the baby boomers that are maybe getting set to retire. This is where I think this realization inside the party that they're not going to admit publicly, but he, he is just not the standard bearer to turn this around. This is to me far different than, you know, Bill Clinton in, in 1994, 1995 um, or, or anything close to that simply because of his physical demeanor uh, his mindset. I, I think, you know, what you see is what you get with this White House. Yeah. And, and like, to your point, John, like, never mind when you think back to the Bill Clinton era, they talk about like really did go as a centrist. I mean, you can't point to any comments or big speech in my view, since no. he's been in that sounds like he's giving any kind of support and cheering for American business, by the way. You know, there's always this almost like cheap shot at business. There's hostility. Um, If you're a hardworking middle-class person, there's nothing wrong with hearing your president say, I care about your 401k, for instance. And you know, J.D., they, they just are just in their you know, lane where they feel like if they don't say, you know, the working families and, and we're working in some ways, I, what does that mean? John, many people consider themselves a family, people are working like, okay. And so there's just never this like full throated support. Then he decided that the oil companies were the devil. And we all know that. And, And that is a very sensitive point when we have in plain sight, this obvious problem where the U.S. is is worrying about its oil supply. You have supply chain problems and you've got the Ukraine thing and you've got, you know, oil isn't flowing the right way. Um, and so there's never this sense that he's saying, hey, you know, you're a hardworking guy. You run your own business. I'm in your corner. Right. I, I can't point to and you no. and I, I pay a lot of attention That's to this. Right. Stuff. He's not made any speech that no. sounds like that. Good point. Um, and, and Donna so. Perry, they're also running into, um, but just staying with, with Massachusetts now, um, how do, do you think, could that have impact potentially on the race for governor? And we still have some ways to go here, but um, do you think, could, could Biden's low approval rating, could that impact local elections? Or I, I, I'm not, you know, Rhode Island has the CD2 race, so I think it might you know, trickle down right. into that, but it doesn't seem right now that there is certainly there's no congressional race that I'm aware of that could have an impact where someone is, you know, trying to fight for their political life because the way you're seeing in some other states where they're, you know, they're talking. It's not a matter of how many seats. You know, they're talking could be thirty, could be more than thirty right. of, of just how many the Republicans are going to win. Well, when you look at the gubernatorial, um, it, there so there was another Emerson College had a, had the poll out, and they just did like a sheer head to head. I mean, there's all indications Jeff Deal, you know, really is going to come out of. I would say he's going to come out of the Republican primary, and he was yeah. way out in front yep. of this newer guy coming up, Dowdy. So 37 to nine percent in a okay, that's the primary matchup in a poll. But when they did a head-to-head with Maura Healy, who was believed to be the main, you know, she's the main central name. Sure. She's, okay. So it was like, it looked like a two-to-one, not quite. It was like 58% to 34%. Now, that was just a raw 
head to head Jeff Deal and Maura Healy. I, I would say this. I don't know that that should be so encouraging for Maura mm. Healy. She's been on the scene yeah. in a high public office, yeah. John, for a number of years. That's right. Um, I would not. And he's at 30. And that again, that's just a raw head to head right now. Um, a lot of people are not awake yet about all this, you know, and, and he has to come through the primary. So I just think to your point, it, it could be kind of tricky for her he, because how d- does she claim that she's got this great commander in chief and White right. House? And, you know, I think there's, uh, as we say, so then when you compare what you're looking at, this kind of poll where he's under 50 percent popular among a lot of Democrats in Massachusetts, I think that says Healy might have a little bit of her work cut out for her. Yeah. Like we, where does she stand right. w- with some of the unpopularity? And, and again, she's, I don't know that if she's been the attorney general, uh, does she have relationships with the business community, which is very robust around Boston and they want to see a champion. See, they, they, they felt Baker for, you know, they had a lot yeah. of arguments in the pandemic, but Baker never seems hostile to business that's right good point so you know we shall see folks quick break far much more ahead donna perry right here on the john dicutro show the problem with your heating system call re coogan heating today 401-732-6562 24 emergency service gas boiler oil burner coogan heating 401-732 6562. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Residential services, as Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, RE Coogan Heating proud to help residential customers and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority call them today now it's cold it's going to remain cold call coogan heating today 401-732-6562 it's coogie it's 24-hour emergency service hey not long ago our hot water tank gave out what did i do did i panic did i try to fix it i called coogan heating 401 732-6562 732-6562 look for them on facebook and then the website is recooganheating.com we're speaking with independent columnist opinion maker it's donna perry dj i want to just stay with the white house just for a moment what does it say to you that uh over the weekend you know there's first lady jill biden over in ukraine with the first lady mrs Zelensky. but w- what do you read into that that number one it's not the president and number two it's not even the vice president as a matter of fact and they could try to package this that it was like a mother's day thing but someone needed to go Mm -hmm. Pelosi was there the week before Um, what what does that tell you about both the president and vice president not being there i think they think jill biden is not going to do errors (laughs) and Mm. not compared to the vice president and i think she had she to her credit I think she doesn't do them any harm. She's, uh, I think she was the right person for that setting, you know, and and, and the Mother's Day thing, I think was a nice tie in. And she certainly could talk about, you know, really the great suffering of these families. And you see all these children and we know there's millions in the millions of now refugees. And that's very, very horrible to see how little children who were part of the people trapped in that steel plant and they had babies in like paper bag for a diaper. I mean, just like horrible things. Um, So I, I think she does them, you know, some good in terms of from the white house, larger perspective. Um, And you're right. I think Zelensky, you know, to his credit, he's not afraid to say he has been asked. He has said more than once, I would love it if Biden, you know, if the president of the United States was standing here with me in Kiev with all, right. you know, the buildings collapsing around them, that's quite a visual. Um, yep. But I think at this time, they don't seem inclined to send him. And I think um, her with the first lady, though, it, it you know, again, I think it, it carries a, a, some amount of weight. And I think it made yeah. for... 
it's kind of like she doesn't make mistakes. I think she's um, expound uh, upon that. But what does that say about Harris that they didn't? It's to me, this is a turning point because I think they feel confident in her and they're afraid to read between your lips. But she's the one that potentially would make mistakes. And that that right. And I'm sorry, I wasn't completing my my thought on that. I think that's how they look at it. I think if you're wanting to send the next highest uh, and female official, they they chose Jill Biden over Kamala Harris when she goes you know, there's some usually, and by the way, to be fair to the media, she's the vice president. Yes. Um, and so she should be ready and willing and capable of giving some uh, responses to things. And she has a penchant to sort of dismiss anything that seems yeah. weighty or she doesn't yeah. want to answer. Oh, I think it's very so, significant that yeah. Pelosi was there last week and then Joe Biden. Now, Donna right. Perry, it was a week ago, Politico, what an unbelievable blockbuster exclusive. And to date, they're still the only ones with the exclusive on the Supreme Court. Yeah, um, it's hard. It's it's really incredible how much the landscape. How I, I'm not convinced fully. We don't know the impact that this is going to have on the midterms. It's certainly, you know, now you're seeing in one week the Democrats have gone from being on the defensive with inflation and Biden and Afghanistan and COVID suddenly now, you know, this is like fastball down the middle. This is right down the strike zone. This is an issue that, you know, they feel strong about and out and rallying and so forth. But I, and you may have seen Peggy Noonan had a good piece saying, you know, this was, this was unsettled. It's, it's never been settled. It doesn't sound like it ever will be settled. And just the fact that I, I also, sure how much this moves the needle meaning i i don't i think if you're in one camp you remain in that camp i i think the democrats they they seem to think that this is going to be what the midterms are about so now they're not going to get crushed the way they thought they were but i i don't know about that after the initial shock wears off and then states start to kind of parse it out Right. You know, right now, the the big story in the grocery stores is the lack of baby formula. You still have high gas prices. I I, tell me, take me through the week and what you saw. Yeah. I mean, I I just think um, that the the National Democratic Party uh, and some in the national media, they've just decided, John, now they have their what I'd call their distraction issue. Yes. I, I, I really see it in that way. You know, they they you're right. They have struggled in recent months and weeks. Um, They see this, you know, this is a way to not talk about inflation and not talk about gas prices. And this is uh, they see it fires up the base. Um, And, you know, this is a way to say Republicans are like against women. You know, they they just think that these things jump out there. And I, I do think and by the way, starting with the White House, I think they jump on something like this, because they do believe this gives, lets them be a little more in the driver's seat. But I also, I think there's a lot of problems of how this came out, that it was leaked out, um, and this hostility toward the justices. And I, I would agree with you in this way. I just don't know. And, and I don't know whether it's, it's a different day and age. I just don't know that there are the large amounts of young females, be, I mean, beyond the professional activist class, I call them, John. There are, there are people that are just like firmly in that camp. They're activists, they're going to be out there. But I don't see that this will define the fall uh, elections, which I, I just don't think it's going to define it the way yeah. some people are projecting now first of all as you and i know it is not decided yet so this was a draft yes so despite all the hoopla if you listen and you read into people who truly have followed the supreme court they're despite is lengthy well everything they write is very lengthy so that might seem shocking to people if it's 50 70 pages well they they all weigh in in that degree of time of space the second thing is the final, as far as I can see, is coming out somewhere like in late June. So this is not necessarily going to be that the federal, you know, that the, the Supreme Court actually overturns the final it. final decision, correct. Right. So number one. Well, it was a draft. 
it's a draft. We do, we, they do this and then they, you know, uh, discuss and then they have different ways they're going to weigh in. So I, I would say that. And I think for, you know, you see people like Chuck Schumer and they, you know, they're just yeah. rushing John because again, it plays into some easy yes. political, That's right. you know, like you say, hardballs for them. They can say, Oh, look at, Oh, these oh, people who, who think it's okay for this to happen. Oh, you know, they hate women and they want to take oh, women back 50 God. years. Holy um, cow. You know, of course it's a sensitive issue, but I would also point out that this is, again, a lot of the media is not portraying this correctly. This does not mean if you live in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, right. many States, yep. abortion would likely remain yes. safe and legal as is. So like, yes. I, I think that's getting lost in the hysteria. It, you know, it didn't, you don't have to have it federally enshrined. And I think some of that is, you know, there's bad reporting that's not being that honest about that. So, of course, it was explosive. They got a leak. I, I think it needs to be very clear to the public how would that leak have come about and, and who orchestrated it. Um, and and but, there's an investigation. And I think we you need to know. And there should be, yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, look at, look at the danger of it. You know, over the weekend, they were protesting in front of the House of Kavanaugh. They were in front of the House of Roberts in, in Dunaparty. Yep. I mean, you spent time actually on, on both sides, both media and then up on the, on the Hill and, and Capitol Hill. Um, it, it, it's really, uh, we're in a new age now. It's hard to ignore. The Democrat Party basically are waging war against the Supreme Court, right? They want to stack yeah. the court and increase the court. And now they're saying it can't be believed and... And let's go after these justices. Um, the, just the leak itself—that—that that is some. Um, It's—it's hard to put into words just what a blockbuster this is and must be in in D.C. Absolutely, John, and and yeah. it goes to the nature and the mindset of a lot of young progressives. Yeah, I mean they—they they are really. It—it it, it would make you. I think it's uncomfortable and disturbing. I should say to think. So you have someone that each justice, I believe, gets four clerks. So it, it's a very small circle of people who would have access to yes. something like this. You know, this right. is not flying around the office. So to think that you would have such a young, overzealous person, mm. let's be honest. Now, a couple of, you know, the people who are the, the clerks tend to match the politics, if you will, of the justice, right? right. So you have a right. couple of liberals. So you might assume that you may have a very overzealous, maybe they were, you know, kid at Yale Law School, Harvard, or whatever. I'm not saying those are the ones. But the fact that they think that, you know, um, for the cause, like I have yes. a right to do this and I'm going right. to leak this to the media. This is unprecedented for a reason and it should disturb everyone. Because, you know, we, we are in a time when there is almost a sense of like public extortion of people in, in certain situations who are just need to do their job. In some ways, we saw a little bit of that with the George Floyd case, yes. where there was almost this sensibility of, you know, we'll just like terrorize the city. And it was like demanding the head of, of the cop. Let's be honest. I mean, That's that was right. a little bit of the mentality. And I find it, John, actually very disturbing that yeah. that kind of profile of protester, they go out to um, Brett Kavanaugh's house and Alito's house and they make no distinction like the, you. This is not the same as them confronting. You've always had the pro-life protesters and them and, they, you know, they have these very vocal, you know, uh, confrontations, if you will, in the streets, Washington, in front of the court. But, John, I, I mean, the fact that there is they make no distinction and they think we can be not just loud, but like I would say, again, loud and menacing. Yes. And, and this is a Supreme Court justice. They have no regard for what that should mean. Yes. Um, there's no respect. There's no you know, there's no sensibility of that. So I, I just I think and the I'll last on this, the fact that his White House and I will say, Jen Psaki, I know she's on the way out the door, but the fact that she gave a re response when was asked about, you know, if this is improper for there to be people calling for marching on the justice's house, and she just kind of gave like an, oh, well, what's the big deal? Right. Um, see, 
she is of that ilk too, though. That's, that's right. The, that's the thing. You know, she almost acted like, well, if they're going to be peaceful, it's like, no, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that standing there at the podium of the White House, that you're going to give your blessing and say, and how many, you know, J.D., what if it was oh, thousands? Yeah. Right. You think that that's safe? You think there's not going to be a nut in that crowd? You know, it's and mob it, rule. Yeah. It worked in 2020. 20 yeah. didn't go well. Now they're looking at another, you know, looking at the abyss as 22, the midterm. So it's go to the playbook. I thought it was very telling that they had to put up the, you know, the fences around the Supreme Court for the safety of the work there. And right. that was not for Trump or, you know, MAGA crowd or anything like that. That's for the Democrat activists who, you know, it, they feel they're so emboldened and passionate. Therefore, they have the right to do that and go after them and blah, blah, blah. And they're drawing coat hangers in front of this house. I mean, the behavior is beyond reprehensible. But they feel, well, you know, then these people that they can do it. You know, this, we're back. DJ, yes. we're back to the whole peaceful protest. <laughs> right. right? Of, as the uh, the car is burning behind the reporter from CNN. Um, folks, break much more. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy. LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer. Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall. Lawn Doctor online at LawnDoctor.com. We're speaking with independent this opinion maker it's donna perry and dj i just wanted to touch on and i'm glad you had a chance to see it you know uh nelly gobea and the head of the board of elections wrote a piece in it was published in the providence journal last week and i i was just so appalled by it because the certain language they use they say you know voting should be so easy for all eligible rhode islanders yep. instead of citizens yep. uh, they also throw out this thing anyone that challenges or brings up some of the, you know, the voting changes they want to make and they want to have, you know, no more notary elections start 30 days prior. Uh, people get a permanent list for mail ballots and everything else. They have this whole notion of anyone that challenges that is dangerous and it's dangerous for democracy. And anyone that in any way questions the way things are done, that that's the real danger. And I, I just... I hit the wall. I was tired of waiting for the Rhode Island Republican Party, all due respect, but to do anything. But um, listen, they're, they're full of it. It has nothing to do. I also now now they say, oh, well, you know, here come the Trump people. It's the big lie. <laughs> the things I mapped out that has nothing to do with President Trump. This is this business of the third party campaigns, uh, meaning the campaigns as acting as a third party handling mail ballots. It is it is rife for fraud. Uh, the, you know, the, the one provision might be mail, mail fraud. Um, if you send a document that there's something, you know, nefarious there that you could jam, jammed up. With that. yep. That's why they have all the mail ballot boxes. But I, I think it's, you know, you're going to see this. You're seeing it around the country, whether it's Georgia or Florida or Texas. There is no point in having elections if, if they're not going to be legitimate, if they're going to be filled with questions uh, this business of, you know, anyone should be able to vote and you just flood out the mail ballots like you're handing out flyers. Um, I, I don't care. What it, they, they're so defensive about it. And it just gets looser as we go along that I, this is, I believe, you know, it has nothing to do with Trump in 2020. Our elections have just gone off the rail with just how loose they are. Absolutely. And I want to congratulate you, John, for for actually stepping up and doing Thank the top oh, job of that. God. You are the first and only journalist yes. and, and talk host, investigative journalist. You have laid it out. And by the way, any reporter who wants to follow up, go to her, go to Gorbea, who has yeah. been allowed to skate for years. Yes. Yeah. And you are exactly right. What you laid out, these are the provisions that's called like stacking the deck. Yes. Um, but it really, John, very nefarious. And I will tell you, I thought it was good for you because I didn't even know some of the, it's breathtaking. She was allowed 
She's been allowed to do this. Yes. And there was no pushback. None. I think a couple of things, if I may, that you pointed out so critical that number one, that she in 2017, that she was allowed to slide in yep. this provision that says you don't have to say the full a, a date the of birthday. birth of a person yes. is a date of birth of a person. It is not Ooh. a, oh, just the year. <laughs> you know, 1980. John, that's baloney. And the fact that she was able, and that is on the books in Rhode Island, number one, that should be looked into. Um, she would send out a press release that yep. she was, you know, going to a pet shelter. No mention of that at all. That, that very wow. significant part of the voting rolls was removed. And and Go see, that the other thing that you have pointed out, which which media, local, and certainly national, through all of the, you know, the hysteria at following the charges of the 2020 vote, as you say, it's nothing to do with Trump. Ballot harvesting yes. is being conducted yep. by activist groups. Big time. A hundred percent in Rhode Island. It's yes. going on in other states, yep. but Rhode Island is really allowing having a secretary of state who has really set this up. Not so John, by the way, she has set it up to make it harder for the, anyone to challenge the authenticity right. of a vote. Yes. We know that's what that was about. Of course. But and that 2017 mm-hmm. special election in Newport, that one girl, one campaign worker got 230 votes, paid her $15 per ballot. So she grabbed four grand. Who's to say it couldn't be 1,200 votes or 5,000 votes? And yeah. what I was really trying to point out, but is they, they're not paying them to go out and get ballots. They're getting to go out and votes. If yep. you hire me, I'm not coming back with 50-50. You know, you'd look at me like I'm an idiot. No, I didn't hire you to go out and get somebody else's ballot. You're, you're delivering votes. That's why when Mattiello lost and stood up on election night, said, oh, no, I won. I have 500 mail ballots. How does he know that he had 500 male ballot votes? What happened to the privacy of the Right. How, yeah, That's he suddenly how knew that. it is. Oh, my Ludicrous. gosh. And, well, as what you have laid out, uh, again, any, anyone who considers themselves having, you know, any credibility who is on a public uh, media platform in Rhode Island, whether you're on a radio or anything else, and if they can't talk to this, they're just missing the main story. I mean, I, this ties into, in, whether it's 2020, but in Rhode Island, certainly goes back earlier, John. The, the thing about abusing the absentee ballot or the mail ballot, the Democrats decided they saw the promised land when they realized if you can separate the act of the individual person yes. in-person voting. Yep. And and the ballot box that right. John, this this is their playbook. It is. You know, and, and why take tw- the chance? And why 20, wait to see yep. if the person shows up? Get and it ahead of time. It's like cash in advance. It's vote in advance. <laughs> and Donna Perry, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you though, the danger that exists right now is the Democrat. If anyone brings it up, if so, if someone from the media starts to raise it, they immediately start saying, "Oh, I didn't realize." You know, now they could not to me, but someone. Oh, you're a Trump supporter. Oh, yep. you're buying into the big lie. They're they're ready, readying fire. The moment or someone in the media starts to question it, they're labeled as if they're wearing a MAGA hat. And if it's and misinformation, a and that's very, you know, and it's intentional that way. Very intentional because, as we saw, the the national media, whether you go to the networks, as CNN, Anderson Cooper could you know sit there night after night, JD, yep. and they anyone. Who would raise the issue the only voter fraud that they have tr- they see that's why they cling to this thing and gorbea has done it and you very well pointed that out so they have said oh well we do have penalties for voter impersonation huh. <laughs> now right. john that's Not enforced that's I don't even know and, how to check it that's ludicrous that's yeah. ludicrous and then you have national media bought into all of this nonsense and they would just keep repeating and saying there's very little evidence that there's ever voter fraud <laughs> in American elections. I mean, that guy sits there every night and says that. Yep. And um, we know that is a gross lie in many states with this crooked, you know, with New Jersey or Rhode Island. I mean, you go down the list, right? Um, and so that's the thing. And yet the media dodged ever talking about or even John having in any curiosity yes, that ballot that's harvesting. What's 
that's that right. ballot harvesting could have it's gone big on. business. Yep. When you're talking um, about now, now there won't yep. be a notary. That was one campaign worker, and she she one person delivered 230 votes, and that was in a special election in in one Senate district. You know, the Newport Senate district. If you're talking about a statewide election, and people would have even maybe longer in order to get ballots in and everything, the the 230 could be 2,300 or five. Who knows how much you know it could go. But it, it's going to be a it's going to be a problem. It's there, and I'll also absolutely. This, you know, last Thursday was that gubernatorial forum. It's it's hard to believe we reached a point of Rhode Island. A sitting governor <laughs> is the subject of an FBI probe. The, it's a business forum. It's the subject of how a contract was doled out, which to me that falls under the umbrella of you know the state has to lose this this reputation right. of a pay to play atmosphere. For one hour, we sat on stage. Not one person mentioned the FBI probe. So when you have a background in news, what is news? News is something out of the ordinary. News is something different, right? It's not, it's Absolutely. not dog bites man, man bites dog. If, if we have reached a point, not news, sitting governor is the subject of an FBI probe. You and I both know if that was Ron DeSantis, it would have been brought up. If that were, <laughs> yes. right, another governor certainly be brought up the fact that that is not even not even once casually mentioned shows you where we are right now folks she is independent columnist opinion maker it is donna perry dj great job as always we'll talk to you great to talk to you yep folks you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm joining us on the line right now as we've been talking about the economy well he of course is the president americans for tax reform it is our friend grover norquist and grover uh it looks like uh what's going to happen over the next few months and years is really up your alley as far as inflation well it's very sad uh, John, what happened was exactly what Jimmy Carter did. Uh, they printed a lot of money. They uh, spent a lot of money. Uh, $2 trillion is what uh, Biden insisted on within months. Mind you, there was another trillion already that had been appropriated. So it wasn't as if we ran out of money or needed money for any of the things that they thought they were doing. He just wanted to throw that up in the air, and they, they did. Uh, and this was to save the economy. Rescue, remember that? Uh, they had predicted how many people were going to come back to work over the next uh, year, and, year and so on. And when they added $2 billion in spending, there was no noticeable increase in employment. Okay, So this did not put additional people to work. $2 trillion thrown up in the air, basically went to welfare and to uh, plus, you know, Nobody got hired as a result. There's no net people. Maybe somebody got hired, somebody got fired. But and so what you did have was two trillion dollars chasing the exact same number of goods and services, and that makes the price of everything go up. And then you add to that, of course, the president's war on your home heating oil and on gasoline and pushing the price of gasoline up and and all of the real energies, that's natural gas and, uh, and and oil. All of these things were made more expensive because the president shut down the pipeline from Canada. We had, a, we had an agreement with Canada, one of our NATO allies, he broke it without, you know, that's supposed to break contracts. Um, but he did, and it's going to be painful for Canada, and it's going to be painful for the United States for 100 years. This was his guaranteed energy security for America um, for 100 years. There's just a lot of energy in Canada. We don't have to go to Saudi Arabia. We don't have to go begging to Russia or some crazy, you know, Venezuela, um, which is what Biden's been reduced to doing. So that pushed up prices too. So this is extremely unhelpful. And it, what makes it worse is how are they going to fix it when President Biden can't even articulate what caused it? He claimed it was Russia invading uh, Ukraine, which took place, you know, many months after the inflation kicked in. Uh, and this is a general price level increase. It's not just energy; it's it's, it's everything uh, that predated Putin. I mean, that's just he knows better. And he was told by uh, Obama economists this is a mistake, and this is exactly what will happen. And now, at some point, this 
you know, we're up at seven, eight, nine percent uh, inflation. It was one point four the day that Biden took office, and he made it worse. Now to fix it, you know, when we finally got rid of Jimmy Carter's inflation, we're in a year and a half recession. That's right. Grover, talk talk to what what is what is President Biden going to do over the next few months? What should he be doing? Well, what are they going to do? Well, what he could do is stop spending so much money, uh, rein in the spending. Right now, he's demanding that Congress. He's still pushing that three and a half million dollars in more spending and uh, two and a half. Trillion, trillion, rather trillion, 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 three and a half trillion in spending, uh, two and a half trillion in taxes. He wants to take taxes on American businesses higher than what China does to Chinese businesses. So if his tax policy passes, which has been endorsed by the Democrats in the House, uh, most of the Democrats in the Senate say they want to do it, just two who won't go along. They want to push our tax rate higher than China's, higher than yours, so that when our goods and services, when our when American workers go, we're ready to compete with the world, they carry on their back Biden taxes heavier than communist China. I mean, how, how is that? To treat workers and businesses worse than China does? An explicitly socialist country? What in the world are they thinking? And, and then the other challenge is his war on energy, which makes American goods and services more expensive. Right. You know, the, the whole fight in Ukraine is damaged by the fact that the United States isn't energy dominant as we were in the years before Obama, before Obama decided to turn off our capacity to uh, get and produce more energy. Folks, again, we're speaking with Grover Norquist. And, and Grover, here's the thing. I, I You tell me, but I, I just don't think, number one, it's not going to go away. And, and I believe this will be the dominating voting force factor coming up in the midterms. They're just, they're not, right now the Biden administration, they're, they're not addressing inflation. People, what what about he said it was going to be temporary? It's not temporary, yes. Grover. Um, transient, was that transient? Yes. Yeah, somewhere, meaning it will, oh, it'll also be gone by December. That was last December he was talking about that. But so, either they don't understand how the world works, hmm. which is Biden's old enough to have lived through Jimmy Carter, okay? He saw Jimmy Carter create inflation the same way with taxes and with spending um, and with too much regulation. And he saw Reagan fix it with lower tax rates. I mean, one of the reasons why the recession was as, as quick as it was, okay? Reagan had the best recovery since World War II. Obama had the worst one, the slowest, weakest recovery since World War II. You know, there's series of five or six different contenders for various uh, efforts of coming out of recessions. Reagan's was the best. Why? Well, because he stopped printing money, got rid of inflation, and two, he cut taxes and he deregulated trucking and airlines. Remember the dramatic, dramatic drop in the cost of flying on a plane, of getting something trucked from one place to another. Yep. Uh, same thing with railroads. Folks, again, he is uh, Grover Norquist. Grover, great to talk to you. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. Excellent. Thank you. Folks, again, Grover Norquist right here on The John DePietro Show.